0: Today's study is part two of a two-part study. Hopefully you joined us last week for the part one. And we thank you for joining us here on the CJC Weekly Bible Study. Genesis chapter five, these names here that we know lead eventually to the line of Christ. They form part of the beginning of the line that leads to the Savior, to Jesus Christ. These names, we can find a confirmation for these over in Luke chapter three. If you turn over to Luke chapter three, you find that luke did us a favor starting at verse 23 and going through the rest of the chapter luke fills in for us the lineage of christ and when you look at the names there he's got them well he's got them for one thing he's got them in a different order than we might expect we are starting at adam and we're moving our way as adam has children and goes on from there he moves from jesus and moves backwards if you move in reverse order in this luke chapter 3 passage What names do you see? You see Adam. And then verse 38, you also see Seth. And then in verse 38, you see Enos or Enosh. It's gonna be the same guy, just a variation of spelling. Verse 37, Canaan or Canaan. Some of your versions will have Canaan. And then you have Mahalalel. Are we matching so far? We are, we're matching the same names on the list that we're looking at. And then Jared, and then Enoch, and then Methuselah, and then Lamech, and then Noah. And then Shem. You see that? These are the same names. So we have Luke chapter 3 testifying for us, confirming for us, the same names that we have Genesis chapter 5. So I would not feel comfortable at all standing in a position to declare to anybody that Genesis chapter 5 left out some names. That Genesis chapter 5 left out whole families, whole generations. All right, I get it. Some people want to make the creation of the world farther back than the Bible would actually teach. But I'm, i am i got to tell you that when I have Luke chapter 3 telling me the same information as Genesis chapter 5, I'm kind of feeling like I can trust it. All right? All right, so putting it up there, we've got their births. We've got on our red timeline here their births, and then Adam's creation at 1,656 years before the flood, using the numbers given to us by the Bible, which I'm going to trust. Now, let's go ahead and fill in the rest of the timeline with their deaths. So here we have Adam, lives 930 years. So for Adam, we're going to go from Adam's creation, 1,656 years before the Flood, and we're going to subtract 930, because that's going to tell us when he dies. So we're going to get down here, and that's going to be 726. 726 years before the Flood. We're going to put a line here, right about there. Adam's death. Alright? Now, let's do that for the rest of these guys. How about Seth? Seth we have up here, his birth at 1526, he lives a total of 912 years. 1526 minus 912 gets 614, that's going to be right about here, 614 years before the Flood, Seth's death. Next is Enosh. Enosh, his birth at 1421 over here, 905 years over here is his total lifespan, 1421 minus 905, 516, Enosh's death. Next one, Kenan. Kenan's birth, 1331. He lives 910 years. 1331 minus 910 is 421. 421 is going to be right about here. Kenan's death. Next one, Mahalalel. Mahalalel, his birth at 1261. How long does he live total? 895. So 1261 minus 895, we get 366. Mahalalel's death right here. Then Jared. Jared right here, 1196 is his birth, he lives 962 years, that leaves 234, down here 234 Jared's death. Enoch, 365, so we have Enoch's birth at 1034, minus 365 we got 669, Enoch no more, we're not going to write Enoch's death, we're going to write Enoch no more. (laughs) Enoch. So, Methuselah. Let's see. Methuselah. How long does Methuselah live? 969 years total, right? When is his birth? Methuselah's birth, 969 years. Is there a mistake here? Wait a minute. Methuselah's birth is 969 years before the flood, and his total life is 969 years. When does he die, then? Methuselah dies the year of the flood. So here we can see that Methuselah lives 969 years, he ends up dying the year that the floodwaters come upon the earth. Remember how I said each of their names has a meaning? Do you remember what Methuselah's name meant? His death shall bring. Methuselah's name, when translated into English, is his death shall bring. When does he die? He dies right before the flood. What did his death bring? It brought the flood. It brought the judgment of the flood. God's judgment upon the earth. Do you suppose that his dad knew that? well what would it take for a man to know that it'd have to be revealed to him by god right of all the people on this list i suppose his dad is probably the best candidate for somebody who might have been given inside information from god enoch of all these people it says what he walked with god perhaps god indicated to enoch you're going to have a son, and when you have a son, this son, when he dies, that's going to bring my judgment upon the earth. But here's something interesting to notice about that. His lifespan is the longest of any of them here. Do you suppose that's an accident? I suppose you could say it's an accident or a coincidence, but I'm going to go with no on this. Because the nature and character of God is such that he's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to p- repentance. And it would make perfect sense to me why if this person, is his death is going to bring judgment, why he ends up living longer than anybody else. I can imagine God forestalling his judgment to provide for opportunities, every last opportunity for people to repent and to come to him. We have verses like Psalm chapter one three, verse 8. It says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Or Psalm 145, 8 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. In Exodus chapter 34, the second half of verse 6 through the second half of verse 7, God describes himself in these words, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, By no means clearing the guilty. We have by his own words that he is merciful and gracious and long-suffering. And so that's why it makes perfect sense to me why Methuselah, if his death is going to bring the judgment, why he ends up living longer than anyone else. As if God is forestalling his judgment to provide that opportunity for all the last chance people to come to him. To repent of their sins and to live a godly life does that mean he did away with his judgment altogether no we know <laughs> we know that the flood ends up coming in fact in galatians chapter 6 verse 7 it says do not be deceived god is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap so mankind ended up getting to a point where they deserved the judgment of god and even though he stalled his judgment he didn't do away with his judgment just like that passage we read in exodus 34 second half of verse 7 by no means clearing the guilty. God, in his love, in his graciousness, in his mercy, his long-suffering, may forestall punishment in the hopes that we might make a change, but it doesn't mean his punishment isn't coming. And that's a word for us as individuals. It's a word for us corporately. It's a word for us also as a society, as a nation. As a nation we seem to have racked up a debt that deserves God's judgment. And I'm surprised it hasn't come yet. Until I look at things like this, where Methuselah indicates that God stalls his judgment, allowing those last opportunities. And that maybe, maybe, it's not too late for our country to begin again to call upon the name of the Lord. And if we don't, That judgment is sure to come. Let's go ahead and fill in the rest of those names there. We've got Lamech, right? So we've got to write Lamech. He lived 777 years. He was born when? 782. 782 minus 777. Ends up being five years before the flood. So we're going to write down here, a little line right next to Methuselah's death. Right there, Lamech dies. And then... Noah, he ends up living 950 years. we we'll to find that out from additional information later. It doesn't really matter a whole lot to us because Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth end up going into and through the flood. All right? They're the only ones of this list that end up surviving. Here's the interesting thing. Remember how I was saying before that I was a little bit curious as to what happened to these people with their long ages and how does it work out that only Noah and his sons and uh, their wives, a total of eight people, end up making it through the flood? What about these other guys? If you look at it, they... They all fit in this timeline and passed away by the time of the flood. But if you look at it, it fits all these names. None of them end up having to perish in the flood. The flood comes after the death of the last one living, which was Methuselah. Noah and his sons are the only ones that end up going into the flood and obviously coming through on the other side. Here's another thing as well. A lot of times people will object to to the reliability of Scripture. And they'll say, you know what? Can we really trust the Bible? Especially, I mean, you look at these, you look at Genesis, and that's the oldest information that we have. Can we really trust the transmission of information as it was passed down from one person to another? And they'll assume that you're thinking along these lines. That Adam ended up telling the creation story, right, to Seth. Well, this is how it worked out, you know. Uh, I was in the garden, and, uh, and you now, and he can tell the stories. That Adam could tell the stories to Seth, and then what? They assume that you would follow along in this form of thinking that Seth would pass that information to Enosh and Enosh would pass that information to Kenan and Kenan and so forth. They would go on down the line that the transmission of information, and then of course you're going to bring up the illustration of the telephone game. Remember the telephone game? And you whisper something in the ear of one person next to you and they whisper it into the ear of the next person. And it goes all the way around the room and you find out, oh my goodness, it didn't sound anything like that. When I told this person now it goes all the way around the room and it comes out, it doesn't sound anything like the way it started. Is that a fair way to treat this? Is that a fair way to consider what's going on here? No, and here's why. Watch this. I'm going to take these markers now, different colors that I've got here, and we're going to make a chart. We're going to make a, we're going to make a visual aid, if you will. All right. So the first line I'm going to make is, is Adam. I'm going to start this line up here at the top. I'm going to do it to the left of these numbers. Adam's creation is at 1656, the very top of our timeline. And I'm going to draw this red line going down, 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 down. Where's Adam's death? Here it is, right here at 7.26. So I've got a red line going from the top of this timeline, which is Adam's creation, and it's going to go all the way until the point on the timeline of Adam's death. Now I'm going to take a different color. We're going to go with green for this one. We're going to go for Seth now. Here's Seth's birth at 15.26. We're going to draw this line. We're going to go down the timeline until Seth's death. Here we go, right there, 16.14. All right, so we've got a red line and a green line. Let's do uh, Enosh. Let's do Enosh in blue. So Enosh, we're going to start our line up here at 1421. We're going to draw it down until Enosh's death at 516. Next is Kenan. Kenan gets. Uh, we're going to do yellow. So for Kenan's 1331 is where we're going to start that line. We're going to move it down, 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 down. Kenan's death here at 421. Next one, Mahalalel, his birth. 1261, let's use pink, going down the line, down, 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 all of these lines down. Here we go, Mahalal's death, 366, stop the line right there, Jared, we're gonna use black for Jared, here we go, 1196, going down, 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 down to 12, 234, Jared's death. Next one, Enoch's birth, let's use brown, here we go, 1034, Enoch no more, 669, we're gonna do it right there. Then. Methuselah 969, let's use this other green here. We're going to go all the way down to the year the floodwaters start, okay? And then Lamech, we're going to do another blue for him. Lamech 782, we're going to move that down. Because almost all the way down, five years before the flood. Noah, Noah's birth here, we're going to use this other green. We're going to take it down and we're going to go right to the bottom of the board right there. Because obviously, for our purposes, Noah doesn't die in this timeline. And then same with the sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. We're gonna draw another color for them. Go all the way down to the bottom of the board because they end up, we're gonna go down all the way to the bottom of the board because they end up not dying as well, right? So here we have this nice color-coded graph over here, Jeff, why did you do that? (laughs) Why did you put that up here? Here's why. Because where you see the line, Is where they live right that's that spans their lifetime now we're coming up to Thanksgiving and at Thanksgiving it's common for families to get together and when families get together if your family's like mine we like to tell stories that we've told before in the years past highlights and memories of growing up together right and different things that happened over the years in our family and uh, wonderful memories and those things come out when we get together when we have family get-togethers we talk about these things that do you remember the time when you were cutting down that tree and it came down and it hit you on the head. Oh man, that was funny. I'm, I'm glad you didn't get hurt. Oh, do you remember that other time when you threw that rock and it hit your sister? Oh, that was a bad memory. I mean, you can tell these stories, right? The good ones and the bad ones, but the things that stand out. Do you suppose that they ever told stories? Well, yeah, probably. That's probably how the information got transmitted. But here's why the illustration we used earlier doesn't work. Why the telephone illustration doesn't work is because the telephone illustration assumes that one person passes it to the next, and then it's hands-off, and it's all up to that one person to pass it on. And that that next person passes it on, and then they back out of the picture, and they they don't have any involvement anymore in the transmission of the story. That's not the way it works. Here's why. Look over here. See this line for Adam? Adam is alive when Seth is alive, when Enosh is alive, when Kenan is alive, when Mahalalel is alive, when Jared is alive, when Enoch is alive, when Methuselah is alive, when Lamech is born. Adam is alive and all these other people are alive simultaneously. So you have a situation where if you look right here, look at all the people. If you have a family get-together, these guys are all together. If you have a family get-together where you're sharing the stories and they say, Adam, tell us again about the creation. Adam, tell us again about the garden. He's able to tell the story in the hearing of Lamech, in the hearing of Methuselah, in the hearing of Enoch, in the hearing of Jared, in the hearing of Mahalalel, in the hearing of Kenan, in the hearing of Enosh, in the hearing of Seth. These guys are all together. If they have a family get-together, he can tell the story to his son, grandson, great-grandson, great-great-grandson, great 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 grandson great 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 grandson great 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 grandson and his great 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 i think i got that right grandson he can tell the story and that guy way down the line gets to hear it from his mouth from the mouth of the guy that was there and when adam dies after the recording of adam's death who's the next person to be born on this list if you look up here it's noah Noah is the very next person to be born out of the list after Adam's death. What does that mean? That means as Noah's growing up, and they say, at the get together, hey, should we tell Noah the story? The stories that Adam used to tell us? Sure, why don't you go ahead and tell it? You always tell the stories better than I do. And then they pick somebody out of the line, it doesn't matter who, and that person tells the story. Do you bet if that person gets a detail wrong that the others are going to recognize it? Yes, they are. It's a self-correcting situation where you've got all these people that have heard, all of them have heard the story firsthand from Adam. And so as they're transmitting or passing that information on to Noah, they're able to correct each other's and keep it accurate. So that by the time the flood comes and all of human history from that point forward as well as the information of the creation and everything like that is passed to Noah in an accurate form, a trustworthy form. So the objection saying, well, you know, really, can not we trust it? No, it's too old and you got all these people passing it on to other people passing it on to other people. No, that's not the way it worked at all. <laughs> you had all these people alive at the same time hearing it from Adam himself, from the very mouth of the person who experienced the creation and the garden. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Here's another thing, too. If you look at this, we're only in Genesis chapter 5. We're about to start Genesis chapter 6, and then we're going to get into the flood account. And it might be tempting to think, wow, this is really early on in the Bible. Was God a little too quick to judge these people? I mean, we're only into chapter 5 right now. We get into chapter 6 and 7, where the judgment of God falls upon the world and he wipes them all out. Wasn't that a little presumptuous? Didn't that happen a little too soon? Well, let me ask you this. Adam's creation was 1,656 years before the flood. Isn't 1,656 years long enough for a people to establish a sinful behavior, a sinful lifestyle, a sinful path, such that God can say, I think they've had enough time? 1,656 years. If you think of the age of our country, all right, you think of the age of the country and where we've come in what, 200 plus years? And this is 1,656? I don't think God was too quick to judge. It looks like God waited a long time. It looks like, if anything, once again, it shows God's patience, His kindness, His graciousness, His long suffering, and mercy. I love how the Bible fits together. I love how the deeper you dig, the more it shows that it's one cohesive unit, and that when we started this study with the idea that maybe the information in chapter 5 doesn't jive with the information in chapter 6 and 7, and then as we dig, we find out it actually really does. It fits together perfectly. God's Word is like that. This isn't a legend or a myth. This is a historical account that's divinely anointed. The Word of God is living and active. And God rewards those who diligently seek Him. And how He speaks to us is through this Word. And we find that we can trust it. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, thank You, Lord, for Your Word. All the details that work together and fit together so well. God, we pray that you would help us in our various journeys, individually, as we are finding out how trustworthy you really are. And we might say it with our mouths. Yes, Lord, I trust you. But sometimes when it comes down to making a decision that's a hard choice, sometimes we waver in that. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, not to trust you just in words, but to trust you in actions. I thank you, Lord, that your word speaks to us. Ancient documents that are relevant today and that paint a picture of a God in the Old Testament, not who is vindictive and mean, but is merciful and gracious and long-suffering. I thank you, Lord, for your patience with us. Thank you that your patience is providing an opportunity for more people to come to you, for more people to begin to call on your name. I pray that all glory be yours, Lord, and that your will be done.